You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Come by the fire. And we've just started. So we have the whole year <laughs> to press into the fire. Because this nation must be set ablaze. We must set this nation ablaze. And it's by fire. It's by fire. I just want to advise you to love the fire. Okay? Love the fire. This thing, I know, sometimes it's like, what is all this fire talk? Listen. This world is already on fire. There are different types of fire that are burning already. In fact, this generation is on fire. But, <laughs> yeah, you need to know the kind of fire that is burning this generation. And that's why if we don't get on fire for God, if we don't get on fire, if we don't catch the fire of God, I'm telling you, the strange fire will consume us. A strange fire will consume us. So, you, you have either to love the fire of God or you love the fire of Satan. Because in case you don't know, Satan has his own fire. You, you know, his, 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 uh, <laughs> hell is his home. You know that, right? And in hell, there's fire, right? Okay. And there's a kind of fire that, that attracts people to hell. There's a kind of fire that drives people, that takes people into hell. And that's why if we don't get the fire of God to, to counter the strange fire, the fire of destruction, the fire that destroys lives, I'm telling you, we're going to be in trouble. And that's been one of the missing ingredients in Christianity today is lack of fire. And so... We are saying that we must get this fire. We must get this fire. We don't want to just play church. We don't want to be religious. Do you understand me? Yeah, because religion cannot rescue you from the strange fire. As a matter of fact, religion, <laughs> it's also another kind of fire. Nadab and Abihu. Remember the sons of Pharaoh? Uh, <laughs> I keep calling them... Calling him Pharaoh. The, the, the sons of Aaron, the, the high priest. In Numbers chapter, chapter 10, where God killed them. God killed them right there in his presence. Why? Because the Bible says that they offered strange fire. They offered strange fire. If you read the previous chapter, you'll find out that God had instructed them on how to bring fire. And uh, it's like the scripture Rosani read. This fire must not go out. So when the priest becomes irresponsible and the fire goes out. And then he now has to go and do a plan B. To get fire that is not from God. The initial fire that came on the altar actually came from heaven. Okay? So God... God sparked a fire there, and God says, don't let it go out. So it's your responsibility to make sure your fire does not go out. 
It's your responsibility to make sure your fire does not go out. Because if you allow your fire to go out, you have yourself to blame. Because the enemy is attracted, is attracted to Christians who are not on fire. Demons like cold Christians. They also like lukewarm Christians. But demons cannot handle fire, fiery Christians. Because if you are on fire, how many people know that is very difficult? Yeah, because demons are afraid. They don't want to be burned. Have you ever seen... How many people know... I mean, okay, we all, we all bry, right? At some point. Unless you are vegetarian. Even vegetarians now, they, they have they, they, they bry potatoes or something. <laughs> yeah. So, but have you ever seen flies settle on the fire, the meat on the fire? I mean, you know flies like meat, right? When the meat is cold, you notice how you struggle to chase them away. And you have to cover it. But how many people have seen a very confident, strong, powerful, fiery fly that goes, that goes and lands on the meat right on the fire? And says, yes, fire for fire. This is fire. I am also fire. They can't do that. They can't do that. And that is what happens when a believer is on fire. Demons cannot rest on his life. Demons cannot rest on his life. Because as a matter of fact, the Bible talks about Beelzebub. How many people have heard of Beelzebub? Yeah, Beelzebub is one of the names of Satan. It's one of his names. One of his names is Beelzebub. And Beelzebub means king of flies or lord of flies. So when you want to understand the operation of demons and the behavior of demons, sometimes you look at flies and you can understand how demons operate. Yeah. So demons cannot rest on a fiery believer. That's why I'm saying you need to love the fire. This is not a strange gospel. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 49, he says, I have come to set fire. Huh? He says, I came to, set, to send fire on the earth. Amen. That's, that's one of the reasons he came, yeah. to set fire. That's and he says, how I wish it were already kindled. Can you see that? So Jesus came to set the world on fire. So if your Christianity is anti-fire, I don't know what you would do with Jesus. Because he came to set the world on fire. So I want you to catch the fire. Right? Catch the fire and Spread the fire. Amen. Tell someone, neighbor, neighbor. Catch, the fire. catch the fire. 
and spread the fire. fire. It's the supernatural fire fire. that we are talking about. about. Yes. We're not talking about the fire of lust. Because that's another fire. There are different kinds of fire. There's the fire of greed. Do you understand? That's why when somebody is greedy, he, he can't be satisfied. And if there's anything that is not satisfied, if you read your Bible, the Bible says hell is never satisfied. It's never satisfied. So if you have the strange fire, nothing can satisfy you until you are destroyed. And that's why one of, the best, one of the best things you can do for yourself is to get on fire for Jesus. Amen. Get on fire. The days of Christianity light are over. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. Yeah, you know we have Coke light. Yeah, there's Coke light. Nowadays, there's Christianity light. Christianity light is where you just have enough you, you have enough flavor of Christianity. It has the same color. Yes? Has the same color. Looks the same. But it's not. You, you know there's a difference between Coke Light and, the, and Coke, right? <laughs> Come on. Yes. Sometimes I drink Coke Zero. And my children say, what's the use? What's, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Drink, if, you, if you want to drink Coke, drink Coke. What, what is this? Yeah. So what's the point? If you want to be a Christian, be a Christian. Be on fire for God. Don't apologize for your Christianity. Don't apologize for serving God. Don't apologize for loving God. Don't apologize for being zealous. What's that nonsense? So if, if, if we allow Christianity light to continue to spread, do you know what? The enemy is going to humiliate the church. Because the church will be powerless. Will not be able to change lives. We will have good speeches. Powerful orators. No power. That's the difference between the Christianity today and the Christianity of the book of Acts. We read the book of Acts and we love it. How many people love that? Yeah, you'd like to see that, right? But it can happen with our kind of Christianity. I'm telling you the truth. So sometimes when you come around us, you think we are extreme. But to be very honest, this is just normal. This is very normal. In fact, we're not even there yet. We're just warming up. All right? We're warming up because you are going to, you are going to make such a major impact in this city. You will carry fire. Do do you understand me? You will carry fire. 
you will walk into places and demons will manifest. Telling you. They will scream when you come near. Why? Because of the fire you are carrying. But if demons feel comfortable in your presence, you are... Yeah, something else. Definitely not the Christian of the Bible that we see in the, in the, in the book of Acts. We see those guys, 120 people. Right? Just 120 people. But my goodness, in two years, they turned the world upside down. In two years. What do you think? Do you think it's light they were doing? No. no. It's not Christianity light. This, it was like, it was do or die. Hallelujah. It's now or never. If you kill me, you kill me, but I'll tell you the truth. That's the kind of Christianity they are. When they were in prison, they beat them up. They say, don't talk in this name again. They say, you judge. Is it better for us to obey God or to obey you? But you know what? Today, Christians are afraid of men. They fear men. The reason why they fear men is because they've not encountered the fire of God. Because when you encounter the fire of God, you fear God more. You fear God more. They're consuming fire himself. I've talked about how Pastor Sam encountered the fire. And God said to him, you need to experience the fire. So that you're not afraid of anybody. When I send you to someone, you go. You deliver the message. And sometimes God will send him 3 a.m. to go to another city to go and deliver a prophetic word. He wake his wife. Okay, uh, we have to go now. Get the driver. Get everybody. What are this? Hey, now we go. Huh? And it's not like here that you drive and you know you can. I enjoy driving here at night. City to city. Road is. Clear everything. Over there, armed robbers are on the road waiting for you. Are you getting me? Yeah, they put a barricade there. Then when you arrive, they stop you. They welcome you. Yeah. So you can, you can embark on that journey and not come back home. He said, but you know, this is... What are you talking about? The fire that I saw. Let's go. Yeah, because the Lord has told him, you will meet him at this time. You get, you have to live here by this time because you will arrive at this point and when you arrive, he'll be there. And he arrives, the guy's just about to leave to go to America and boom, it's like. Or to travel abroad to some, and Wow. It must be God that sent you. Because I was just about to leave. But when there is no fire, when God tells you to do something, you say, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah you say, um, yeah, yeah, next time. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. You keep procrastinating. It's because there's no fire. Yeah. 
Because when there is fire, you cannot procrastinate. Yeah. One day the Lord told Pastor Sam to give, to give uh, one of his pastors a car. And he delayed. <laughs> okay? The Lord said, give him this car. And he was just, and you know what happened? His eyes were open in the spirit. Demons came after him. And they say, you rebel. You are disobedient. Ha! Immediately, he gave the car quickly. Come, 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 come. Come to my house. Come to my house. Come and take this car. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Yeah, you see, when there is fire, your eyes will open to reality. Yeah. So God is telling you to do something and you are just sitting down. Just, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not in the mood. Uh, I don't feel like. It, there's no fire. Say no fire. no fire. That's why. So when you begin to feel like that, when you begin to find that obedience is always delayed, that's when I knew that delayed obedience is disobedience. Okay, so when God says do something now, how many people know that you have only two options to obey or disobey? Hallelujah! So when God says go speak to your neighbor, they say, Ah, Lord, <laughs> you know, today is not a good day, yeah. I'm feeling a bit fluish, Lord. Yes? Come on. God didn't see you were fluish before he told you, isn't it? So you have to like, educate him to say, Lord, you don't send someone who has a flu. Yeah. Yes. Or God says, I want you to go to this place. You say, Lord, I have a baby. Yo, it didn't he see? Is he not the one that gave you the baby? Is he not the one? Yeah. It's like uh, um, Maria Woodward Ether. When God called her to ministry and she refused to answer the call because her denomination said women cannot preach. By the way, if you are like that and you have that kind of belief, you better wipe it out of your brain. Because in these days, women are going to carry more fire than men. Unless the men get up. Because the men, they, they only like to bry meat. But the women love the word of God. Am I correct? Or? Ah, this woman, don't sound. There's no fire. There's no fire in this woman. Men, can you retaliate with fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. 
Hallelujah. Yes, the men are catching now. You see, when the men catch fire, you can't catch them. You can't. Yeah, I remember years ago, there was this sister in our church in London. Her husband was very abusive. He was not saved, okay? So, he was an unbeliever, always drunk, always beating her up and all of that. And he nearly killed her one time. And I'll never forget, I was talking to her one time and she was in tears. And I, as I was talking to her, suddenly I just had a vision and I saw this guy. I saw this guy with his Bible and he was like, let's go, let's go to church. So I said to her, look, this guy you are crying about, number one, he's going to get saved and he will be more fiery than you. He's going to love God more than you. And it sounded strange. It's like, what? <laughs> Not too long after that, this guy gets saved. Radically saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, when you serve the devil faithfully. Yeah, when you've served the devil faithfully. And now God gets hold of you. You have already mastered faithfulness. You have mastered faithfulness. He switched masters. The same commitment. The same zeal. And I'm telling you, she struggled to catch up with him. Because every day he's out in the streets. Talking to people. Anywhere we are together, we stop in an office, he's preaching. You need Jesus in your life. Are you born again? Have you got Jesus in your heart? You don't know what you're missing. You need Jesus. Everywhere, everywhere. On fire, on fire. In the church, he, he got to church and before you knew it, boom, you got to the percussion and started playing. He joined everything he could join. Yeah, that's a man on fire. He joined everything he could join. You could not take him out of church. That's fire. That's normal Christianity. To some people, that's strange. Yeah, I remember the other time I told somebody to do something. He said, uh, Pastor, we are overcommitted. I said, eh? Overcommitted? <laughs> it was my first time encountering that in my whole life. It's, it's, it's when I came to Joburg, I heard about overcommitment. Huh? And okay, you are overcommitted. Let's analyze this commitment. What was the overcommitment? Because you come to church once a week. Huh? And once in a while, connect. Once in a while, come overcommitted. Then, when the fire of Satan hits them, boom, they parted ways. They could not keep the marriage together. You see, when you are, when you are not committed 100%, there's another fire waiting. Amen. 
another fire waiting. Yeah. So all this touch and go Christianity must end this year. Amen. Are you following me? Because I know some of you, I, I notice some of you, you come to church once in three weeks. Look around. I, I, I hope you are not carrying strange fire. Yeah, if you are like that, you better repent. Stop it. Touch your neighbor and say, stop it, stop it. Stop that nonsense. Yeah. Yes. So I'm looking. My eyes are screening. Yeah, this year I've told God, God, open my eyes. Begin to show me people's hearts. Let the fire enter. Because one of the things that God uses to search is fire. When we stand before God, when we stand before Jesus, it says our words will be tried by fire. If you read the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus, his eye is a fire, fire coming out of his eye. When he looks, blue eyes. Huh? No, blue, blue flame. Blue flame coming out of his eyes. And it's investigating. Investigating. Yes. So, hello. If you are ready for fire, you are in the right company. Do you understand me? You are in the right company. We are going to set this place ablaze. By the fire of God. Yes. We will do it. We will do it. But it starts with you being passionately in love with him. Having fervent love for God. In 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8, the Bible tells us that it says, have fervent love for one another. It says, and above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Do you know that word fervent? It means boiling. It means red hot. Come on. Yeah, red hot. So, if you are to have fervent love for one another, where is the fervency? Where is the fire coming from? It's from your love for God. That's why Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Come on. With all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, with everything that is within you. It must be involved. So, your service to God must be total or zero. Yeah. God demands 100% commitment. God does not accept 50-50. God does not accept 90%. I know that uh, the pass, pass, the pass rate, what's the pass mark now? Well, let's not go there, right? Yeah, let's not go there, yeah. So, don't bring that mindset when you want to serve Jesus. Because if you are going to be a disciple of Christ, if Jesus said, listen to the words of Jesus. He says, unless a man, if you cannot deny your father and your mother, you are not worthy of the kingdom. What kind of a man is that? He said, if you are going to walk with me. If you, in, 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 he says, follow me, right? Follow me. So, now, 
your whole family, you say goodbye to them. <laughs> and you follow me. So everywhere I go to, you are with me. You cannot tell me, oh, I, I want to go and bury. No, 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 no. Let the dead bury the dead. We have work to do. We have to spread this fire. Hallelujah. So we're spreading the fire, spreading the fire. And like that, that's, that's, that's Jesus' understanding of discipleship. It's either 100% or 0%. Nothing in between. Okay? You are either on fire or you are in the ice, uh, in, 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 in the freezer. Hallelujah. He's on fire. Amen? Amen? That is how we're going to serve God this year. Amen. It's all or nothing. Do you hear me? Amen. All or nothing. So you hear me? Fire. Amen. Must be all or nothing. All or nothing. No partial fire. No. Have you noticed when you want to set, when you want to light the fire for a bride, and the wind is blowing. You know, it requires more effort. More effort. You do everything you can to. You know. Some people are like that. There's something blowing. We are setting fire. Something else is blowing. Wow. We're setting fire. Something else is blowing. Yeah. Another wind is blowing. But every wind that is blowing out your fire is consumed right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Your love must be boiling hot. Come on, touch someone and say, it must be boiling hot. Your love must make me sweat. Yeah. Yeah, I want to feel it. I want to feel you. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's the Bible standard. That's a Bible standard. Yeah, that's why some people cannot even maintain a marriage. Why? Their the love is not on fire. Wow. It's not on fire. You wake up, I, I, don't, I don't love you anymore. What? Wow. what? Maybe you need a slap or something so that your brain can recalibrate. Yeah. Put fire into that brain. Yeah. But you see, what is happening is that because in this generation, the strange fire has been released. So it's killing the love that people should have for one another. Even in the church. Yeah. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you should love someone because he's perfect. If God is to wait for you to be perfect, he'll never love you. Huh? Are you close to being perfect? How close are you? No, you look very perfect. Huh? Huh? Has he, has he done some dumb things before? This morning. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah. 
Yes. I like that. That's real. Yes. So, even if we box each other, at the end of the day, let's settle it. Come on. Yeah, let's settle it. Come on. Have fervent love. Fervent. Red hot. Boiling hot. That's what that Greek word means. Boiling. Hmm? Oh, do you, uh, do you boil water without fire? Have you seen you, you, you coffee? How many people like cold coffee? Come on. Or lukewarm. Lukewarm coffee. Not even one person. Because I know there are different kinds of people. So you might be one of those signs and wonders <laughs> that God has made. Yeah. So it has to be hot. So in the same way, our love must be hot. In other words, our relationships need to be baptized with fire. Yeah. We need the fire. I'm telling you, if you, if you have this fire, life will be better for you. Life will be easier for you. Life will be easier. And that's what is boiling in the heart of God. And he looks at you. His passion. He, he, he can't even stop loving you. Even those in hell, he still weeps over them. I was listening to a prophet one day who said he was, he was in heaven and he was before he, he met the Father. And somebody was asking, so how, what, how, how can you explain him? Prophet said, you know, if you meet him, it's like three million volts of love. That's what hits you. But it's love. That's your love. That's your father we're talking about. Now, if your father is like that, why can't you be like that? Yeah. You know, when we talk about fire, some, you, you, you don't see how it connects with other things. That's why you're not going for it. But when he fire of his love is burning in you. They'll tell you, Jesus, if you are for Jesus, just put your head here. And they are holding a machete. Huh? Put your head here if you are for Jesus. But if you are not for Jesus, walk away. I wonder how many people here will not walk away. Yes? No, but that's what is happening. It's just like it hasn't gotten here yet. But they are warming up. It's a global agenda. In case you don't know. This is a global agenda. The time will come when for you to even say, I'm a Christian. can cost you your life. And that's why we need to spread the fire now. We need to spread the gospel now. Before. Before 
they, they cut our heads off. Yeah. At least we, we, should, we should gather more people. Yeah. We should reach every household in Midrash. Yeah. Before that time comes. Yeah. But we can't do it with Christianity light. Let's look at Judges. I think I'll close with this. Judges chapter 15. You remember Samson? That man. <laughs> oh my God. That guy was something else. He had the, the, the spirit of might. Okay? There are different ways the spirit of God manifests. But on Samson, it manifested as the spirit of what? Might. So he had physical power. Someone that carried the gate of a whole city. With it. <laughs> it's amazing. What did I say? Judges? Judges 15. Reading from verse 1. This is... This, we're going to see an important principle here. Which we're going to do. We will apply that. Amen? Amen? It says, after a while, in the time of the wheat harvest, it happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat. And he said, let me go into my wife, into her room. But her father will not permit him to go in. Her father said, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion." Can you imagine that? You have a wife. You go, then the father-in-law says, ah, you've been away for so long, I thought you hated her. So because of that, I've done plan B. I've given her to your friend. In fact, she's already married to your friend. Huh? <laughs> so he says, is not her younger sister better than she? Please take her instead. Hello? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I, didn't come, I didn't come for the younger sister. Yes. Then look at the next verse. And Samson said to them, This time I shall be blameless regarding the Philistines if I harm them. Okay? If I harm them. Then Samson went and caught how many? 300 foxes. Just pause there. How do you catch? Huh? How many people have caught one fox before? Let me, let, let me see. You mean there's nobody here that has caught one fox? You have half, half a fox. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah. But he caught 300. 300 of them. Samson, how do you do it? I don't know. How do you catch 300 foxes? Okay? And turn the foxes tail to tail. He, he caught them and brought their tails, tied their tails together. Interesting, right? The uh, Bible is full of drama, right? This is a good movie script. Somebody go and write this. You'll win an Oscar with this. 
All right. And put a torch between each pair of tails. So he put a torch. Hmm? You know the Olympic torch? You know how it looks, right? It, it has fire. So Samson ties them together and puts a torch. That means he had to go and make fire. Huh? Isn't it? So how many torches? No, 150, right? Yeah, because there are two each. So he puts a torch and puts fire. Look, look. Okay, next verse. And when he has set the torches on fire, <laughs> he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and burn up both the shocks and the standing grain as well as the vineyards and gro olive groves. This was a major disaster. This was a major disaster. You know, you, you, you know the fire that is burning in Cape Town? And, and they struggling to control it. Samson started one. In the land of the Philistines. And in fact, tradition tells us that the whole of that year, the Philistines suffered economically because of what Samson did. So their economy was impacted. Because those guys, they are farmers. This is what they do for a living. And because they took his wife. <laughs> the guy had the power. Hallelujah. And set the whole place on fire. Hmm? Set it on fire. And that's what God wants to do in Midrand. Are you getting my point? Amen. He's going to set you on fire. He will put fire between your tails. <laughs> so the foxes are so confused. This thing is burning behind. They can't sit still. They just keep running. They're running everywhere. Enter everywhere. And the whole place was burnt down. And that's how the fire of God is going to spread. That's what God did in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. When he put fire on them, and then they spread. Everywhere, people were getting saved. People were getting saved. Then when they decided to relax and build a mega church in Jerusalem, God said, oh. So the fire of Pentecost, you don't want to yield to that. God released the fire of persecution. Okay. So when the fire of persecution came and Herod, God used Herod to, to harass them, killed James, arrested Peter. They nearly killed Peter. Everyone started running for his life. That's how Philip ended up in Samaria. By fire. So if you don't obey by choice, you will obey by fire. Say amen to that. Amen. Yeah. yeah, if you like, don't say amen. It will happen. Yeah. May God set you on fire. Amen. Fire that cannot be controlled. Amen. Fire that cannot be caged. Amen. Hallelujah. Fire. Uncontrollable fire. Amen. We burn this place up for Jesus. Amen. We 
burn it down for Jesus. Consume all the works of the enemy. Wherever you go to. As you open your mouth, people will begin to surrender to Jesus. People begin to surrender to Jesus. By reason of the fire of God. And that's why we need the fire. Because with the fire, you don't need much time to spread. It spreads quickly. The reason why it's taking us long is because we haven't caught the fire yet. But when we catch the fire, I am telling you, it will spread quickly. And that's why in one day, they got 3,000 people. The next time they met, 5,000 in one day. That's evidence of fire. That's fire in manifestation. And that's why we need that. If we're going to take this city, we can't do it without the fire. I'm telling you, we need it. Say goodbye to Christianity light. Come on, wave your hands. Christianity light. Goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye to you. I'm now on fire for Jesus. I'm going to burn for Jesus. Hallelujah. John Wesley said, I will set myself on fire so that the world can see me burn for you. So that the world will come and see me burn for you. That is what we need today. Lukewarm Christianity is not Christianity. It's something else. It is something else. Not Christianity. We must be on fire. We must be on fire. And guess what? To be on fire, you cannot remain on your own. You must connect. Even Samson could not achieve it without putting the foxes together. He could not achieve it. He had to put them, group them together. Group them together. So we're going to break the church into groups. Hallelujah. We're going to break the church into groups. We're going to, and we call these groups tribes. Somebody say tribes. Tribes. Yeah, so we're going to to break the church into tribes. And each tribe will carry their fire. Each tribe will carry their fire into the city. And they will come back with a harvest. I said they will come back with a harvest. They will come back with a harvest. Get ready. Today is the day. Today is the day to ignite the fire. To ignite the fire. Many Christians struggle because they struggle maintaining their fire because they are isolated. When you, are, when you struggle, don't, don't be alone. Don't be alone. Call for help. Listen, I'm a pastor, right? I am prayerful. But I have people I pray with. Yeah? You think it's a Sunday, Sunday matter? I pray more than most of you here. If not all of you. I'm telling I can confidently say that. Yeah, I can confidently say that. But I'm telling you that even though I'm like that, I still need to find another coal of fire. That I can lock, lock shields with. Hallelujah. So that I can one shall put to flight a thousand and two ten thousand 
stop being isolated. The devil will pick you up. He will take you out. He's a master hunter. The master hunter. Find somebody who has the fire. Look around. I can see some fires here. I said, let's meet. Let's pray. By the time we put your tribes together. You understand me? Those tribes must, there's no excuse. Nobody will be feeble anymore. Nobody will be weak anymore. Because when you are weak, your brother will infuse strength into you. That's one thing I learned even as a teenager. Because I had friends that were on fire. So when I feel cold, I just go to my friend. And fire. Hallelujah. Just All you need is to connect. Somebody say connect. If you will connect and stay connected, the fire in your friend will spread into you. This is not, not something deep. It's not something complicated. Just go do a bride today. Take a coal out of, from, from the rest. Put it aside. And tell me how long it will stay burning. But as cold as it is, if you put it in the midst of what is burning... Just give it time. Hallelujah. Give it time. It will catch fire. It will catch fire. And that's what is going to happen to you. If you refuse to be isolated. If you refuse to be isolated. If you will connect. Hallelujah. If you will be a part of what we are introducing. I know. Satan cannot stop us. Before you know it, we start second service. Then third service. Amen. Then fourth service. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The, by fire. Amen. We'll do it by fire. Amen. So we need fire. Amen. Do you need fire? Yes. I need fire. Amen. I don't know about you. But what God has called me to do, I cannot do without fire. Amen. I cannot do without fire. I need the fire. Amen. I need the fire. And I need the fire to increase. To increase. Because with time, it will increase and increase. You know, there are some people, they have little fire. But then time. Oh, my. You know, there's a kind of fire that if you put here right now, from the door, you can feel the heat. But there's a kind of fire that if you put here, even if you stand next to it, you won't feel it. You're getting my point? Yeah. So not every kind of fire can melt uh, steel. Yeah. Correct, engineer? Yeah. 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 Not every kind of fire. There is a kind of fire that when you put... Hey, I don't, I don't know. I, I remember those days in secondary school where we, they taught us everything. Ev- everything, every possible thing you could learn on earth. Any direction of career you would choose. So we had this class called Metal Walk. It's not a technical school, it's just a secondary school. So everybody has an assignment. Every term, you have to make something. You have to make something. And I remember one of the things 
There are two things I remember I made. Number one, I made a ring. Okay? And then there was another time I had to make a spoon. So when you start the, the term, they will give you a big lump of, of iron or whatever. So whatever you choose to make this term is up to you. But it's just a block they give you. Try to do it without fire. <laughs> Try. You, you, you can't. So you know what? We'll have to go get to the furnace. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then put the thing. Get a tongue, hold it, put it there. You must have decided what you want to make first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and you will say, I am going to make this this turn. The easiest was a ring, so that was all. <laughs> but a spoon or a fork. And we don't have too many tools. So we put it there, and the thing is hot, hot, hot. Then it, it is red. You take it from there. On the anvil. Boom. 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 Then it begins to. You begins, it begins to take shape. You do it until. It assumes the shape you want it to take. Some people God cannot shape them. Because there is no fire. God cannot shape you. you came, the way you came out of your mother's womb. And the way you. That's exactly how you are. You have lived so many years. Well, I, I, I must be myself. Uh, you know, this is who I am. You must take me as I am. Do you think it's something to be pr proud about? That for how many years you have still the same? You have not improved? Huh? You have not improved? Come on, guys. You must change. Yeah. This year must be different. Amen. This year must be different. Amen. The same kind of things that used to offend you are still offending you this year. You have a problem. You have not grown. You need fire. Huh? The same kind of temptation that used to get you last year is getting you this year. Come on, my friend. Fire, fire. Say, Lord, send the fire. I need fire. It's enough. I've said enough. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.